Matthew chapter 12, verse 9 to 14 reads, Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law... So you're reading Matthew chapter 12. Yeah, we're in Matthew chapter 12, right? Yes, verse 9. Verse 9? Okay, yes. Hmm? Yes, then Jesus went over to the synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the Lord permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to that man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. And speak to God. <clears throat> oh yeah. As was the manner of Jesus sometimes, he would go into their synagogue. We've seen it in other places where Jesus would go into their synagogue and he would teach. This is one of such days when Jesus Christ went into the synagogue and where being inside the synagogue he notices a man with a deformed hand. In other translations it said the man had a withered hand. Um, and then this is supposed to be a Sabbath day. So the Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a, a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? Now, what is wrong with this question is, they had supposed that Christ doing this was he working. Mm -hmm. And what is most significantly sad is that they had placed so much um, misconceptions and so much of their traditions and evil ways they have attached it to um, the law so much so that even they considered Jesus working miracles a work mm -hmm. <laughs> does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath we have the same uh, Incident recorded in Mark chapter 3 and in Luke chapter 6. Now just, just so that we would um, get the, uh, the full uh, incident, how it went, we would re we'll read Mark, Mark chapter 3 just to see something. Mm -hmm. Because Mark was, um, was concentrated on the miracles of Jesus Christ. If you, the book of Mark, you know, having 16 chapters, he devoted his gospel mostly 
on the miracles of Christ. And so he tends to elaborate like um, some of these incidents more than Matthew would do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, Luke also writing to Theophilus was actually, you know, uh, I mean, being a physician and let's say uh, a learned person, his account tends to sometimes uh, stretch it so much that you see what really happened. Matthew sometimes will cut it. But it happens, you know, uh, with some of the Gospels. Sometimes the the other Gospel will give a full length of what happened. The other Gospel would not because this were eyewitnesses. And sometimes we interpret things differently, mm-hmm. even though it's the same Holy Spirit um, uh, giving us these uh, uh, this revelations. But one thing we need to make, uh, one thing we need to be aware of is that the Spirit of God does not shun the reality of the eyewitness Mm. he doesn't shun it he uses it Mm. and that's how these men uh, interpreted what they saw and so Mark here said in his account he said and he Christ entered the synagogue again and a man was there who had a withered hand Mm. so they watched him closely see that we don't have that with Matthew because with Matthew he said then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand the Pharisees asked Jesus Mm. but in Mark's account he says they watched him closely Mm. at this point one would conclude that they were stalking Christ Mm -hmm. because they have become so obsessed with him to the point that now they follow him stalking him looking for something that he would do wrong, yeah. wrong mm-hmm. in their eyes because mm-hmm. Christ never did yeah, wrong. Yeah, and for that, so, they can so, so they can accuse him mm-hmm. so so they can say ah he did this against mm-hmm. the law of Moses mm-hmm. which is not really the law of Moses mm-hmm. because they have altered the law of Moses mm-hmm. you know they have almost someone will say tailored it mm-hmm. to suit their own evil agenda mm-hmm. their many traditions so stalking Christ the Bible says in Mark 3 so they watched him closely they are stalking him Mm -hmm. whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him Mm -hmm. so they were not even following Christ to learn anything from Christ Mm -hmm. right there are those those kinds of people today there are people who literally stalk Christian doctrines who stalk Christian teachings just to criticize or just to find fault with it. Mm-hmm. Now we, we, we must we must be very quick to point that out. You know, it even though it may seem as though I'm not doing justice to it right now, but we must be quick to point that out that there are people who literally stalk Christian teachings just to find fault. There are people who stalk Christianity to find fault. And why would they not do so? These are the teachings of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And just like the Pharisees did there now we have it today so they are stalking christ to find fault with him and he said to the man who had the withered hand step forward then he said to them is it lawful we see um he's saying to them is it lawful but what did the pharisees say they asked him a question. the pharisees asked him a question yeah but mark is saying that Jesus said, is it lawful? 
Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. They did not say anything. This is according to Mark. Mm -hmm. And when he had looked, the reason I'm reading Mark's own is that Mark elaborates what happened. Mm -hmm. Matthew is almost as if he touched on it. Mm -hmm talking about it yet he touched on it and here mark says and when he had looked around at them with anger being grieved by the hardness of their hearts he said to the man stretch 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 out your hand and he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other then the pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the herodians against him how they might destroy him yeah. now christ makes a remarkable statement here Remarkable because it is worthy of our attention. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? You know, I like something that Solomon says in Proverbs 12, 12, 10. Solomon says, a righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. A righteous man regards the life of of his animal and look at what Christ says here what man is there among you who has one sheep and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath will not lay hold of it and lift it out mm -hmm. so a righteous man regarded the life of it's his animal. animal now Christ we know metaphorically does see us as, as his sheep yeah. and we and he is our shepherd and Christ because he is a righteous man, he regards the life of his animal, if we can say it that way, because he regards our life. He cares for us. And so Christ says this to let them understand that even on the Sabbath, as they are so opposed to him, must realize that he must still work his works on the Sabbath day. Even though they regard what he does as him working, because at the end of the day, it is not, they have twisted what work means here. Mm -hmm. Because what the Sabbath meant was that they would desist from all work and keep the Sabbath day holy unto the Lord. Where they go to the temple and desist from all work and that day dedicated to worshiping God. Now, there is no more worship than this one, than, than that Christ should do this on a Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. And Christ is saying that which among them, now, even if it were a Sabbath day, and they have um, a sheep fall into a pit, so are they, tr so Christ is saying that so, all of you standing here now, if your sheep should fall into a pit on a Sabbath day, would you, would you not lift it up or would you say it should, it should die in the pit because it's a Sabbath day because by lifting it up, it means you're working, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Christ then puts this question to them. And of course, they could not answer. And in Mark's account, he said Christ, the, the Bible says that Christ was very angry with them. He was upset. This is a righteous anger. And this also teaches us how Christ, though God, being man, had feelings. Mm -hmm. Because 
he looked upon them with a righteous anger and then he told the man to stretch out his hand he stretched it out and and it was restored as whole as the other then the pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him they were jealous they were angry they were upset that Christ would do something, would do his work on the miracle, uh, sorry, he would do his, his on miracle Sabbath. on a Sabbath day. That he would work the works of his father on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Which, if you take a good look at, even proves how devilish these Pharisees were. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting to note also is that the Pharisees and the Herodians, what a mismatch. But here we have the saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is my friend. Yeah, it goes so well with this. Mm -hmm. Because the Herodians were um, of Herod's house, Mm -hmm. chosen perhaps by Caesar. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in Matthew, um, we have the Herodians and the Pharisees come together because from this point they will become they will be in cahoots mm-hmm. they will work together mm-hmm. against Christ the Herodians didn't like Christ mm-hmm. and the Pharisees didn't like Christ the Pharisees didn't like the Herodians so how come because they, they were they are of Rome right they, they are of Herod's house mm-hmm. so how come they become friends so they've become friends so that they can work against Christ because both of them hate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And now Mark says they went out to plot against him with the Herodians, how they might destroy him or how they might kill him. Mm-hmm. So what we have to understand with this is now they've come to a place where from this point on, they are going to find a way to plot against Christ and to have him killed. Mm-hmm. Do you get what is going on here? Finding a way to plot against Christ. Finding a way to plot against Christ. So this is now going to lead to his cross mm-hmm. because now they are going to find a way. And as it is, because it is not his time, Christ redrew because mm-hmm. he came of his own volition. He yep. came of his own accord. Mm-hmm. And so if it is not his time, he is not going anywhere. True. But here they have decided that they were going to plot against Christ because he had done what um, they thought that he should not have done. Mm -hmm. And the lesson we need to learn here is that Christ always cares for his sheep. Amen. What man is there among you who has one sheep and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath will not lay hold of it and Mm -hmm. lift it out? Mm -hmm. All through the all through our lesson, if there is one significant lesson we need to learn, is this: Christ came healing. Mm-hmm. But this also speaks well of our salvation. And long after we have fought, well, long after we have come to salvation, when we fall, mm-hmm. Christ is willing to lift us up. Amen. Because though this may seem like. Um, an issue with the Pharisees, yet in the mind of Christ, as he saw this man with a withered hand, as always had compassion on him. Mm-hmm. And to use the metaphor, what man, um, the analogy rather, what man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it mm-hmm. and lift it out? Mm-hmm. Christ is always willing that if any of his sheep should fall, 
he would lift them up. Christ also said that he is the kind of savior who when um, one of his sheep is lost among a hundred, he will leave the ninety-nine and go after the one. Mm -hmm. And we see that here. We have to have confidence Mm -hmm. in the savior that we have believed in. Mm -hmm. That he is always so careful with every single one of his sheep Mm -hmm. that if they should fall in a pit, he is willing to even overlook and bypass things that may seem as hindrances Mm -hmm. to make sure that he takes care of us. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Man is made in the image of God. Christ says, of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Mm -hmm. Man is of more value because man is made in the image of God. Mm And Christ made man after his likeness. True. And he cares for man and he came to die for man. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if, if any of his sheep, being man, should be found lost or fall into a pit, Christ is willing to give up all to go after that um, one sheep or mm-hmm. that one man. Because he has stated that a good shepherd lays down his life for mm-hmm. his sheep. And him being perfect and a good shepherd would always go after his sheep when they are found in a pit or when they are found lost. That is why Solomon well said, a righteous man regards the life of his animal. Mm -hmm. This speaks so well of Christ. Being our shepherd, he regards the life of his sheep. Mm -hmm. And so we must know that we are a royal priesthood, as the Bible says, Mm -hmm. a holy generation, Mm -hmm. a people set apart Mm -hmm. for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And whenever we fall, we need not be afraid Mm -hmm. because we can never slip out of the hands of Christ. Mm -hmm. For even when all else is against us, as the Pharisees were looking upon this man, that for their own selfish reasons and for for their own hardened hearts, this man shouldn't have had his healing. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? They lack mercy. And that's why Christ said that I desire mercy and not sacrifices. And these people still lacked mercy. Because even when this sad, lonely man with a withered hand stood there, Mm -hmm. they were looking upon Christ to see if he was going to heal him on the Sabbath. So Mm -hmm. his healing should pass him by because of their traditions. A Sabbath which they didn't put in place, but Christ did. And yet they were so willing that Christ would overlook this man Mm -hmm. because of a Sabbath day, because they were jealous. And I like the way the man disregarded them entirely. Um, The the, the man with the withered hand, he he disregarded them entirely, didn't even look their way. Mm -hmm. And when Christ said, stretch out your hand, he didn't even hesitate. He stretched it Mm -hmm. and his hand was made whole. And this is how we are always made whole. There's a spiritual lesson to learn here. Christ is the one who makes us whole. I like there's a song that says, uh, he makes me whole. There is a man who makes me whole. At first I was a drunkard, a smoker, a fornicator. But when Christ Jesus saw me by the wayside, he held my hands and made me whole. And this is what he did. The withered hands, he made whole. And that is what he has done to us when once upon a time we were sinners. Mm -hmm. Christ has made us whole. uh, He has made made us whole. Mm -hmm. We were as if we were as if we have we had a withered hand. Mm -hmm. In fact, the other gospel said the withered hand was it was his right hand. Mm. 
they specific they were specific they said it was his right hand okay. our right hand signifies strength mm-hmm. and when a man's right hand is withered his strength is gone. gone and Christ restored his strength, strength yeah. and Christ would restore our strength Amen. when he comes and he saves us and make sure that we are kept in salvation until his coming when we persevere in the faith mm-hmm. until his coming May we be always eternally indebted to our Savior. Mm. A debt we can never pay back because he has paid in full. And for all eternity, to be grateful to him. Mm. That we may cast our crowns at his appearing. Mm. That we may glorify him Mm. for his goodness, for his benevolence, for his um, generosity, Mm. for his love, Mm -hmm. and for his loving kindness. Amen. Amen.